Hello and welcome to Between Two Cairns. I'm Yochai. Hi, I'm Brad. And today we're going to review Date of Expiration. But first, let's answer some questions from the mailbag. Hey, how's how's it going today? How are you doing today? Okay, if I'm going to say answer questions from the mailbag, you can't interrupt it by asking how I am. We have to like... Well, I, just, I felt like, you know, it's like the beginning of the show. You know, there's like the, uh, you know, Jay Leno comes out and does a stupid monologue kind of thing. You know what I mean? I feel like... You are a little bit like Jay Leno. <laughs> uh, that's... I, I, res- I resent that. No, I don't I'm mean not... like politically. I just mean... You, you know, you got. I don't want to be anything like Jay Leno. Okay, you're for more the like. What's the name of the guy who says, uh, 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 "My wife likes yeah. to call me after sex." You know, or no? I don't know. What is, no, no, sorry. Who, my wife who likes it. No, no, no. Bob Hope. I don't no. know. I don't know who, where we're going here. <laughs> Hold on. No. What's the name of the guy who says, "I get no respect." That guy. Oh, okay. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> okay. Wow, wow, you took me for a ride there, man. I don't know where we were going. No, what's the joke? My my wife likes to talk after sex. It doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I don't know. My wife likes to talk after sex. She always calls uh-huh. me from the hotel room. That's what it is. Uh, there we Got go. it. Yeah, Nailed classic it. Ro- Nailed classic it. Rodney. Yeah, great. So I'm either like Jay Leno or Rodney Dangerfield. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Feeling good. Ready to start the show. Happy, happy here. You, happy you, to be you, here. You asked for this. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, uh, just, you see this? Do you hear about this? No, don't do that. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, well, let's answer our first question. All from, right, go ahead. From Vino Azul, or Dan. Okay. Uh, the subject of this email is Mootsack. That's where that's the hey that's the name of this segment of the show. This is the moot sack. We haven't said that in a while. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, it hasn't been. The new listeners might be like, "Huh? What? Huh?" I assume that I assume we have all the same like 100 listeners <laughs> from the beginning and no new ones. I feel like we have more listeners than that. We I know it's true. We have like, I don't know, 2000 or something is what the last stat said, but we're something right. like the Jay Leno of podcasts nope, in a nope, way. Nope. Okay, so Vino Asul says, loving your podcast from the start, I have followed both of you separately in the OSR sphere for quite some time. Uh, I don't don't need to be answered on the podcast. Too bad, Dan. Yeah, Dan, we're we're in charge. We're Jay Leno on this situation here. But I do have a Mootsack question. Okay, go ahead, I I have the urge to create, and I have a mostly complete adventure, but I'm a pretty, pretty busy person. Career, wife, five kids, and I don't Tell have- Tell me about it. I don't have a group outside of my 12-year-old son, 8-year-old daughter, and 7-year-old son. That sounds like an awesome group. Let me just put that out there. Uh, I agree. I, agree I, yeah. I have a ton of fun with them, but they are not a great playtest group, and in my mind, a good playtest is how another DM runs your adventure. Any advice mm. on how to get your stuff playtested? Do you pay to have your stuff playtested? Anyway, keep up the great work. I commute 15 hours per week, and I can't wait until Thursday afternoons. Holy macaroni. That's a lot of commute. I appreciate both of you. Listening to you makes me feel like I have friends that enjoy the same silly games that I do. Keep it up as long, as long as it brings you joy. Best, Vino Asul. Right back at you, Dan. I uh, really thanks for thanks, thanks for, for the this. letter, Dan. Thanks. These letters are better than the five reviews we have on Apple Podcasts. I I really do I appreciate it. Yeah, that's true. My wife found that re- she was like, "Oh yeah, you have a podcast. Let me look at what people are saying about it." And she 
I saw her like sitting at the kitchen table, start laughing when she read the one that was like, "Is it? Is Yochai doing a bit?" <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like, really angry. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, all right. So great, nice email. Uh, yeah, lovely. It sounds like you have a lovely family. They, it sounds like they're lucky to have you. You're lucky to have them. I mean, my dream is to. I only have one kid, but <laughs> to eventually play in a regular game with him. You know, uh, I, right now I run an adventure. Uh, amazing tales with him and nice. um, my own, the dungeon game, but he doesn't like to sit still. So he acts out yeah. the entire thing, which is cool. It's cool, but you know, it's not quite the same. I understand what Dan means here by saying that <laughs> children are maybe not the best playtest group. Although I'd argue they are a kind of playtest group that is. Yeah. I, well I agree very while. much with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, any advice on how to get your stuff playtested and do you pay to have your stuff playtested? Yeah, no, I definitely don't pay anyone to playtest my stuff. I, in fact, um, I've never had other people playtest my stuff except actually, uh, I had direct son. I asked him to read my, one of my adventures and he, he went and, and playtested it without me asking him to do what, so. And he what, gave me that's some great feedback. A violation of the, your friendship. Uh, I think he asked if he could do it. Oh, okay. it was it's all very much like <laughs> all all good, all groovy. And I, I was okay. very lucky okay. that uh, that it went down like that because he had some great feedback from there. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, I've never had like other people play test myself. Here's what I here's what I think. Ready? Here's what I think. I think it's important to get a feedback on how your on how your um, thing you're creating reads. And I guess I'm really coming from this perspective of like an adventure module and not like a system. I feel like this would be different if you're writing a system. But anyway, um, it's important to figure out how it reads, if it makes sense, if it's coherent, if there's any major glaring flaws with the work. Um, and it's important also to play it yourself. Like you should you should run it for sure. Um, I don't always think it's important to have someone else run it, though. But I think more important than that is take a step back and ask yourself what you were trying to learn from any of this feedback. Like, what are your goals here? Um, like for me, when I play test, like there's things I want to know about it. Like I want to know, Hey, does it flow? Well, does, is the pacing work? Are the rooms engaging enough? Are players getting stuck anywhere? You know, like I have a list of things and you know, based on what I'm play testing too, there's the own unique kind of things I'm wondering about. But, um, you need to have other people go through it to get out of your, you know, out of your like pain cave of, you know, creation here and see how it would works in the, in the sober light of day here. So I think that's very important. Um, I don't think you'd have necessarily need to have someone else like run your thing for you though, to, to, to like learn if it's good or if it works though. I don't know. What do you think about that? I, I'm just still stuck on pain cave of creation. <laughs> wow. You know, you're like, you're writing something, you're in the zone, you're living in this cave, you're like, look at these beautiful shadows I'm casting upon the wall. My, how glorious. And sometimes it's like, I hate this cave. Let me out of here. When will I be done? You know what I mean? And you're just hearing your, you know, you're sitting in the cave smelling your farts being like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this good? Is it, you know, finally, you got to let that baby off gas. Get, get the light of day in there and get some other people in on the, on the, on the art. Right. Because uh, I feel like until other people are engaging with it, it's not art yet. My experience has been playtesting is essential. You don't have to do it. Your thing could be good without right. it. But it really does teach you what works, what doesn't work. I'm coming at this from the perspective of a systems yeah. designer. And that's a little bit different, I think. Um, with systems, 
you really don't know until you play uh, whether it you know you you really do need to play your systems and that's actually one criticism i have of a lot of indie rpg designers is they'll just design a thing maybe try it once and then they'll just move yeah, on if you're lucky another thing and yeah it, it, right and and to me that that's how can you expect it to succeed if you don't you can you can just smell when someone hasn't uh, played a game that they published you know you can you can smell right it. well and right and sometimes yeah. they say that and I, again i'm not criticizing creation i just don't understand how you can be happy with it for me i want to know that it works i i don't stress about it in a pain cave but i do think <laughs> oh is this um, you know no like i i am writing i'm working on a mechanic right now for karen second edition and i'm trying to decide whether to go one way or the other and the only way i will know is by playtesting it yeah that is the only way uh, on the other hand f- from the perspective of an adventure when i was writing beyond the pale i ran two playtests and i do plan on running a third although i'm not i'm probably not going to change much other than like tweaking some stuff. yeah uh but i i I, I, that was really helpful because it taught me what people wanted to get out of the adventure. Like you think, oh, well, this NBC was really interesting to that particular group of people. And maybe I should make them more prominent or maybe I should make it more obvious what they're doing or maybe I should make it less obvious. You know, I, I feel like it is absolutely helpful. Whether it's essential, I can't speak on. I'm sure a one page dungeon doesn't need to be playtested. You know, <laughs> I think people are happy with it. No, playtested. I've never, I, it, no, I'm not saying they shouldn't. Yeah. I'm saying it, it's, it, you know, I, I I can see Gus L pumping out a good one page dungeon that he's never playtested. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he could, but I, I don't think he would. I think he's a di- yeah. he's a hardcore playtester. I think philosophically, yeah, yeah. he would never. I'm just I'm just saying. You're saying you trust his level of like uh, craftsmanship that he could do it. I, he, 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 yeah, I would say so. And yeah, I guess I do too. That's not just him. It's a lot of people. If you yeah. if you've written like multiple books of adventures, you probably know how to. You know what? Maybe you have playtested it. You're just cobbling together new ideas. It's kind of like with uh, animal testing. You know, they, wow. they, 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 no, no, let me explain. There's no such thing as no animal testing. They have at some point tested it on animals, right? It's just now they didn't need to because they did it in the 70s and 80s or whatever. And so they're like, oh, we, yeah, no animal testing on this product. Yeah, it's because everything that was in there wasn't tested right. on animals. Right. The rats uh, died 20 around. years ago. You already did it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I get it. Uh, so, so this is a weird weird analogy sorry but <laughs> it's really weird so it came, it's, why did that come to mind uh i remember i had this i had this um biology teacher in high school my last my well there we go my my it was when i was 16 uh-huh. my last year of high my last year of high school was when i was 16 and i i was very impressed with her because she she both i was vegan and she both criticized me heavily um especially around you know oh what you know the harm that comes in making products for vegans but then also she told me how about she took she liked to talk about how evil cats are all the time like but she she told me that fact about the animal testing but she also told me that you know cats <laughs> they're carnivores right uh-huh. you can you can they can eat other things that aren't meat but they have to eat meat that's what they have to do yeah also they would eat your face if you died <laughs> not like in a week, in a couple of hours, yeah. <laughs> cats are cats are just like the only reason they don't eat us is because we are bigger than them. That's it. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the only reason. I I love how much she hated cats. It was great. Yeah, um, I don't know about this teacher. I don't know about her. I actually, yeah, I can't remember. Not her sure name. about I this remember, one. I remember her face. 
Anyways, uh, all right, moving on. So I, 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 think, I think we both agree playtesting is helpful. Yeah. I've never heard of someone paying for it, though. I think to address Vino as well specifically, like it seems like you got you got a group to playtest with. Kids, I think, can be great playtesters. They're going to they're, they're bringing like complete maniac energy <laughs> to your thing you're playing. Um, if that's a module like an adventure, great. I think you're good to go. Never hurts to have another group, though, like. I don't know, carve out two hours from a Sunday morning or something and try to find like some, well, some people on right, a discord this, or something. Yeah, I know it's, but, it's like not always know, doable, but if you, if you're driving 15 hours a week, I my know, goodness, and you have I, five, know. I can understand, I can understand it. Yeah, it's real it. easy for me with one uh-huh. kid and some flexible schedule to say, Oh, just carve out an yeah, hour on a weekend. True. But like, even I have hard time with that. So. Yeah. I mean, you could try play by post play test. You could <laughs> do like a solo play test, you know, like, I don't know. Different ways to navigate your work and, yeah. and, and the, investigate it from yeah. different lights. Um, the, the the other day, I tried to play this new journaling game uh-huh. uh, uh, called, uh, oh man, Last Breath. I love whatever yeah. I don't know what it's called now. But anyways, <laughs> I tried to play it by myself with um, my kid kind of nearby. Um, yeah. One Breath Left. One Breath Left. That's what it's called. Um, from Stout Stoat Press. You basically play, it's like a sort of a dungeon crawl, but it's on a spaceship and you're ex- you're exploring this derelict spaceship to find out stuff about it. A- anyhow, <laughs> I was trying to play it with my kid just in the vicinity and it was impossible. It was impossible. It was a so- <laughs> It's a solo game, Yeah, but it was just impossible. I can't, it, you know, so I... I feel like even that's pretty difficult. You've got yeah. to somehow either go somewhere else or get everyone else at a house yeah. for like two hours. Yeah. And then you can do it. It's yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel you. you. I feel but you. I, I would say though, challenge like what you want to get out of play testing and see if there's alternative avenues for that. Like again, if you can ask a friend or, you know, someone on a discord or something like that to read it for you, you might get feedback that you may have learned from a play test. And Playtesting with kids, like when they're around, another great way to do it. I mean, that's just, I feel like the more you can wave your creation in the light of day in different environments, you're going to get different kinds of feedback. So, oh, yeah. Know. And kids are psychopaths. Oh, yeah, they are. During the pandemic early years, I ran maze rats for these two nine and 10 year olds. I've, they're like goblins. Like, I've never seen such, not just murder hobos, just, they have no ethical compulsions at, or compu- compunctions at yeah. all. They, they're complete psychopaths. And yeah. with maze rats specifically, because of the loosey-goosey nature of magic, uh-huh. wow, do they take that to, <laughs> you know, it's it's logical end. And yeah, yeah. And, and I, Ben Milton had this great piece for, it was on his blog, but it's also in one of the knock issues. Um, and, and for those who don't know, knock is from Mary Mushman. It's a great OSR uh, book slash zine that comes like a periodical. out periodical. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can call it that. It's gorgeous, incredible art, you know, whatever, but it collects all the different blogs and, and articles and gets their permission obviously and, and puts them in the book. But Ben Milton has this one about how this like little girl in one of his classes <laughs> is this like m- most insane person he's ever met <laughs> when playing the game, how like, yeah. You know, anyhow, I, I, yeah. Playing with kids is fantastic. It's definitely worthwhile to get, even for a playtest, I think. Yep. Anyway, good luck. End of question. Next, good luck. let's move on. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So for our main review, we're going to be talking about Graphite Prime's date of expiration. Yes. I, I said it that way, by the way, because Graphite Prime, we don't know who that is. They have a blog spot, you know, graphiteprime.blogspot.com or whatever. Uh-huh. They did everything 
in this book. Everything. Words, yeah. pictures, maps, design. I, I'm assuming editing, but they everything. They, they did everything. So yeah. I'm just gonna do it kind of like, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman. This is Graphite Prime's date of expiration. Yeah. Uh Graphite Prime has done a couple adventures. Three are available on Amazon, I think. Pretty inexpensive for what they are. Uh, one thing that really impressed me in general about all of the PODs I've got from Graphite Prime is that they're all eight and a half by eleven, but they actually use the space. Yeah, they really use the space. You know, that for whether it's art or maps, they really take advantage of this format instead of just being you know a booklet that's imprinted or a statement sized booklet that's been blown up. No, they really use the space. Right. I, I just one thing I want to point out about that. It's also um, an adventure, by the way, uh, for lo- levels. Four to seven is what it says. Yep, for like a BX style D and D. Yeah, any kind of OSR ish game, but BX stats ish. Yeah. Um, would you want to describe what the setting is? What is the deal with this adventure? Yeah, definitely. So the the, the setup here, um, I guess, without revealing like what's really going on, um, there is a big, like, giant megalithic metal structure out in the frozen wilderness. This thing is like 800 feet tall. It's massive. Um, it defies reason, and it's inhabited by um, these kind of high-technology creatures. They're kind of... Um, t- I think you're allowed to say robots. See, any player is going to know they Yeah, robots, I mean, they're robots, but there's like a biological component to them. You know, they're not like purely... Yes. Yeah, sure. They're like, sure. you know, synthoids or something like that. I don't know. They're right. like biomechanical creatures um they're really freaky um player characters are likely drawn here through a dream that shows them a vision of this strange place and uh, we first get a hex crawl across the frozen wastes to this massive structure Um, the dungeon is presented vertically so this is just like um i mean it's like a straight up like a metroid map um it's a lot of like shafts and and ladders and little rooms that hang off of it um but it is not a top-down map it is a like a like a vertical you know it straight up feels like you're playing metroid when you look at this map and yeah there are i think i would say like narratives emerge from within the structure but there's not like an overarching plot beyond that but that's what this is you're exploring this weird freaky high technology um tower and engaging with all the freaky stuff going on inside that's that's speaking very generally about what this is about care to add anything to that (laughs) well yeah there's reasons to go there a couple different hooks as well as a couple different sort of quests you can go on Uh uh-huh you know let's let's go into that in the deep dive but for now i want to talk about the presentation here a little more i think it's pretty important this is a platformer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, I, I had never heard of this. I think you suggested it. Yeah. Right? Uh, and I, I bought it a couple weeks ago or maybe more, and I just kind of put it aside. And I opened it up to read it last week. And I looked at it, and I just thought, oh, my God. This is just 100% a platformer. Yeah. Yeah, there's ladders, but it's a platformer. It's, okay? And it's like... Like, uh, what the <laughs> map... I, I got... I don't know. First of all, I just kind of say I I freaking love this thing. Like I am, this is like, this is like a home run for me. I'm like I'm like yeah, I'm like yeah, baby. I'm doing Austin Powers quotes here. 
you know i'm like uh, okay so uh i let me let me just stop you right there uh-huh. i also love this um wow look at that look at that <laughs> but going back to you we're talking about the the map the fact that it's a platformer okay yeah. the map is this is a huge structure but this isn't like a representational abstracted map where you get like, oh, you know, this is a room and it might show you like, oh, the star represents a statue and the square is a pit. Like he, he drew the whole structure <laughs> and we zoom in on section by section where you can see where the ladders are and where like cables are hanging down. And it's that's that's how it looks like this. He, uh, yeah, drew I don't the whole structure. Justice. I don't think you're doing it justice. It, uh, it, 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 it's it is this massive structure. Uh huh. And you see it, I think you see the full structure on three or four different pages in different, slightly different styles. Yeah. And it's huge. I mean, it, it's a, it, I would say this is close to being a mega dungeon. It's, it's huge. But he drew, it's not he drew everything. Like the amount of detail in this it, map is. Well, hold on. Is, Let me it's, explain. It's, okay. Because it's, it's not just a map. Every page is a different room. Yeah. In the, you know, this is a hundred page book. Uh-huh. And it's eight and a half by 11. So you start by looking at these three maps of the dungeon and then from that point forward it's one page per room yeah and you see a zoomed in version of that map and it's i mean yeah not only did he did graphite prime draw draw the dungeon but a zoomed in version of every (laughs) single room yes it's not like it's not zoomed in in the corner no it's an entire page i mean it's we, we, zoom in. To... we see the computer terminal where the robot is sitting. We right. see the cables that hang down no, that let and, you to crawl there. Oh, like We see so, everything. So many cables. So many cables. Yeah. But it, the other thing is there's also a ton of art. It's not yeah. just a little bit. It's also yes. art. Yes. And, and <laughs> you know, there I do have to say that there is a very specific style. It's all black and white. Yep. It's what do you call it? Line drawings? I don't know what you do. Yeah. It's, it's kind of scratchy clearly. line art. I, you know. I'm reminded of like um, <laughs> like an old New Mutants comics by uh, how do you say it's Bill uh, Sinkevich I think like the way he drew uh, like Warlock <laughs> if that means anything to anyone it's like kind of scratchy weird like ink that kind of fades out in some areas but like I don't know we get a lot of detail a lot of like weird kind of lines just kind of disappear it's so, well have you have you this is somewhat uh-huh. relevant. It's both artistically and I think because it's a platformer. Have you ever played? Uh, there's a platformer game called the The Fall. Uh, no, ever heard of this? It's called The Fall. I don't think so. It, 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 in The Fall, you basically play a spacesuit that has an AI, uh-huh. and the space the spacesuits um, it's inside it, the person inside of it. You know, it's trying to protect it through the whole game. Yeah. And and you basically have to follow these very specific robotics like Isaac Asimov's laws of robotics basically. Uh-huh. So you can't do certain things because they violate your core principles and that's kind of as you proceed in the game they give you new upgrades that let you override those principles which is how you get through it. Yeah. Um but but imagine that if you had a person inside of your if you had a spacesuit that was alive and trying to save the person inside of it. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, it's a pretty incredible game. I won't give away the spoiler. There's a, there's a really amazing ending. Um, but 
stylistically and as a platformer, it really reminds me of this. Interesting. And I, I I don't know. I mean, this game came out in um, 2014. And this was published 2021. The- yeah. Anyhow, it, you have to really, if you know the game The Fall, I think you'll have an idea of what this facility looks like. And also the robot stuff is similar. I love, by the way, there's a, there's a really great piece of art in page 11 of a bunch of adventurers heading towards the structure. Like the art, just, it's so, it seems so effortless. It's like, it's just, I don't know. It's, yeah, that's such right, cool you know art. It, you know what it looks like to me? Yeah. The structure looks like if you picked up a maze uh-huh. and stood it vertically. Yeah, I mean, that's what this is too. It is a maze and there's cool loops. There's like, it's well laid out. You find things that immediately relate to something else like i love one room you find like this vat full of heads it's like oh god oh yeah and then like a few rooms later you find a big vat full of headless bodies (laughs) and they're floating in like weird pickle solution which is actually like curative like you could drink it it's good for you (laughs) you're like okay this all follows with like dnd logic and like you know you find these like gear headed robot people that have human bodies like oh that's what we were doing with the heads and the like so many things in this just connect and it develops in interesting ways. And just Yeah. Yeah, there there's like two there's basically three no four factions. Uh yeah. you know, there's an a, there's like a rival adventuring party. There yeah. are th- there's a reason these creatures are here and what they're doing. All their interactions with magic are hilarious and terrifying. Uh-huh. Uh there's like, you know, tied up dragons and krakens and yeah. everything has a reason. Every every room has a purpose yes. which is hard to do because there are so many rooms i know <laughs> i mean th- i think there's only like what 50 or something but there's just every area is just really interesting and it's i think I it's will, smart too how the lore emerges like there, it, there's like environmental storytelling but then there's like the oracle who's this npc that's like gandalf basically and he kind of shows up to give exposition oh, yeah, sometimes yeah. like that's what yeah, he's I, for I, I, I feel like I wouldn't have the Oracle in at all. Oh, I really? I loved him. I thought yeah. it was great. No, he's cool. I just don't think you need him. Um, I will say a couple criticisms. Go for it. Uh, like many of these mega dungeons or really large, brutal dungeons, it is hard for me to imagine that player characters that are brutally massacred for the fourth or fifth time would continue going. <laughs> No, uh, I, I, multiple adventuring parties, maybe, but I feel like every room has something that will just kill you. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it is interesting and it is useful, but the risk, like it, purely based on risk analysis. Right. You, you're not, even if you're a level seven, you know, character who's got all these powers, like, I'm sorry, there are so many things that are going to kill you and they're not easy things. Yeah. They're, everything is brutal, 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 brutal. Some of them are just interesting and like, you know, oh, here's a place where you can swap your limbs out. You might die, but you might have an awesome limb. Like, that's fine. <laughs> I love but that. I, yeah. But, but I, I'm talking about every yeah. room is brutal. Now, you could be super cautious right. and have like seven people in a party. And I think you could get through it. But it is very brutal, which could be totally great. Um, That was number one. I have more, but I uh-huh. can tell you want to respond. So No, no. I, I mean, when I was reading it. I was, I was thinking that you would say something like that. It is... It is very deadly <laughs> and there's not a lot of like safe spots, you know, like I don't feel like there's a lot of spots where you can stop and catch your breath. Um, so I was wondering if you had have that criticism, like the sort of thing where, you know, 
like why do you keep going when this dungeon is like overwhelmingly well, this, dangerous? Okay, I, so I didn't say why do you keep going? Yeah, because there is a good reason. Yeah, there's money everywhere. Yeah, there is everywhere, and, and it's cool no, money. The, it's cool. It's all golden no, cables yeah. that you are harvesting and the wrapping around yourself. I think what's really important about this is that Graphite Prime was able to make a terrifying place where everything has a reason for being there, and player characters have a reason for being there whether it's because a witch sent them or because they're trying to retrieve a dryad or because they're answering the summons of a dream. There yes. are good reasons. Yes. My issue is why do you keep going if everyone <laughs> is dying right. or how do you keep going? Maybe. So I feel like it's not a fair criticism because there are good reasons and I feel like it's doable, but I also think it's going to, for some groups, it's going to be like, wow, I, I, why am I here? Sure. I just, let's leave. Sure. You know, that's fair. Uh, but, it does but skew I, deadly. But I, but that's okay. That's yeah. totally fine. Um, the other critique I have, and this is going to be my only critique of the art. Here we go. The The map sometimes is inconsistent about where things are to the point where I have questions. Like, like is the vault there or is it there? A and what I mean is it'll show you a full room. Yeah. And then it'll have arrows pointing to the outside, which sometimes indicate the outside. Right. And other times indicate the inside, but you're not sure where, and the description doesn't totally tell you. It's fine. I don't think it would ever really be a problem, but I can imagine yes. in my own games, me misinterpreting where something is on a visual design level. And I think it, there's not really an easy answer to this other than putting it in the text or making the arrows point into the art, which right. I'm sure would be much harder. So yeah. I don't know if it's a helpful, helpful critique. but No, I know what you mean. I feel like Graphite Prime is like a stunning visual artist um a very very proficient writer i think the writing is very interesting the layout is good too i I'm think a, that's no, the layout I, is good i think the layout is is i would say the weakest part because the visual presentation is smart i love the way we chunk out these sections but Dude, on a page by page basis oh the elevator is awesome <laughs> yeah. the elevator it's like two columns Right. Yes. And then the elevator art in the middle, which is beautiful, uh -huh. and then arrows pointing the directions that that they go. It's it's really good. I actually I I think the layout is good. I feel I like there's a very like raw like um kind of uh, you know sketchbook. a un I don't know what the way I would say this um like an uh, a, like a raw unformally educated layout design right. like like right. it's it's laid out effectively, but I feel like it's not, I don't know, it's it's lacking a certain something. And like you said, there's there's arrows that point to places to represent like, oh, this is what this is, this is what this is. But I agree, the arrows aren't always effective because they don't all point all the way to the thing they're talking about. Honestly, honestly, yeah. I would actually have gone with no arrows at all. Yeah. And just written where it was in the text, yeah. even in shorthand. shorthand. Because the, the arrows confused me more than helped me some of the time. Yeah. Like, for example, there's one on page 90 where it tells you massive pile of scrap metal. Yeah, I know it's, I know what that is. You right. don't need to tell me what that is. Uh, and then the other one says, like, loot. Okay, I know. what th That's good. That's fine. But then, then uh, on the page before that, it's like secret travel pipe, go to area. And there's like D6 roll to go to different areas. Is that pipe on the outside? I love those. There's straight up like Mario pipes in this. Like, they're just... That's <laughs> so good. No, but in this case, on yeah. page 89, uh -huh. I'm unclear as to whether the pipe is on the outside or the inside. Yes, I know what you mean. Yep. And and 
that's I think it's the inside, but I see a pipe on the outside. Again, there's a little discordant relationship between the art uh-huh. and the text in the layout. But it's such a minor nitpick for yeah. such a I think brilliant product for one person to do by themselves. Totally. Especially the length and yeah, I I I, I feel bad even making that criticism. No, because cool. I, I think it's I like, such a I think triumph, it's important you know? to like approach a work as, you know, a book and talk about like what what is effective and you know, what we struggle with. Um I think adding like an element of color would have really helped with like information presentation. You know, like having icons of different colors like on the map that correspond to like text color on the page or something like that would have been more effective than than eras. I don't know. Maybe that would be ugly in, in um in you know application here. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I did think it works the way it's presented, but I was unclear about some of the, the specifics with the arrows as well. Um, but uh, the way information is presented here struck me as this would be like a really effective module to run for like solo role players. I think. Yes, sure. Take your time, have a, po- a host. Yeah, totally. Or, or West marches. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But like for like solo our peers, like the way it's all chunked out, you're like, oh, this way goes to this room. This way goes to the, you know, you can skip to these pages. You get a snapshot of what the room looks like. If you want to engage with it, you read the paragraph that like zooms in on that thing. You know what I mean? I think like you don't have to read a page of text to then be like, okay, I'll roll an Oracle to see what I'm doing. You can see the representation of it and then be like, okay, what does this, what does this computer do? Oh, and then read like, uh, what trouble emerges from that? I think this is a perfect a- example of doing something like what the aisle tried to do, yeah. where you you present information in a way that gives the reader a sense of discovery, while also making it not a difficulty for the GM to run. Yes, like with with, with the aisle, I, I, the whole time my brain was trying to decide what the hell the aisle was about, and I <laughs> right. had to wait until the very end. Which is fine. Once you know, I guess that's fine. This, it tells you, okay, here are like four or five different things going on. Yeah. Here's the thesis. But as you read, holy shit, the dryad is what? Totally. You know, and it's like, it, 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 and, it, it gave me everything that I would want from a book, but all, from like a novel. Yeah. While also giving me everything I would need as a GM. Again, that's why I think it's a triumph of uh, design. Yeah. Like, and like, every, every like zone, every room. Has something interesting going on. Like I never got bored once. No I never way. skipped over anything. Not even yeah. the table entries. Like what's in the scrap? Well, I don't know. There's right. <laughs> there's a uh, electro trident. Yes. <laughs> there's an electro light mace. Oh, which cool. Is I guess. Cool items. Like the items uh, are great. Yeah. A, yeah. Well, it's it is very much fantasy science, not science fantasy. If you if you can't stomach putting high tech in a fantasy campaign, I think that's the only reason to not. Did I pick this one up? Otherwise, like I don't, I I think even this, I can't. It it's still so fantasy, man. There's a dryad. It is fantasy, dragons, yeah. And it's know? not like uh, I don't know. There's an interesting reason for technology to be here. It's not like oh, there's a technology world like this came from somewhere else. This is like a one-off technology. Yeah, you know what this is? Thing. This is this is more Wizards by Ralph Bakshi than it is Vultivarn. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, it's like fantasy, but like hey, wait, there's some weird technology here. Like that's weird. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like we both loved it. Do you want to do a deep dive? Is there um, any interest in that? Yeah, let's deep dive it. We don't have to. Let's deep dive. I don't want to get the angry emails. Hey, where's my deep dive, Hitman? No, you, no. 
hey, Mr. Hollywood, notice you didn't no. do a deep dive. No, okay. You know? It's not an email that we would get for so many reasons. You don't know. Uh, yeah, all right. So deep dive right now. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's a, too much to, like, riff on. I love the, what happens with the dryad. I loved it. That my favorite part was just... The dryad thing. Let's let's zoom in. Well, let's zoom out rather and talk about like what's really going on here because I think that's that's good to know. Sure. If people are looking. Yeah, at this time way. time traveling robots who used to be humans who are trying to rediscover their humanity by doing the most inhumane things possible. Yeah, they discovered magic. These are like post humans in the distant future, just doomed to die. They've gone too far. Now they regret leaving their bodies behind. So they went back in time and they're screwing up the past. But it doesn't matter. They're gonna die in a few in like a month anyway. Um, so yeah, they're like harvesting flesh and <laughs> just doing awful monstrosities here to try to prolong their lives. Um, but it's cool. This whole thing is like their weird broken time machine and there's like a big plug. You can unplug it. <laughs> you just turn it off. I love that. Um, yeah, it's all the, like, it's just so, such a smart design. Like the first room you find like a bionic arm and you're like, oh, sweet, a bionic arm. Like, I could, you know, too bad I'm not missing an arm. But hey, guess what? There's a bunch of robots that like chopping off arms in this thing. Like it's <laughs> you're going to have an opportunity to slap that thing on at some point. Um, right. I, there's no way you're not getting players with implants by the end of this that no. do insane things. And, Dude, you know. every player is coming out a cyborg on this one. Like, absolutely. Yeah, really, there's so really. much stuff I to mean, plug in. Or or they died because they tried to become a cyborg. <laughs> yeah, true. And the fantasy uh, stuff works like the black dragon that got uh, oh, captured. I, wanted, I felt so bad for that dragon. Yeah, and it's so, so gnarly looking too. He'll, the way he'll it's help drawn. you. Yeah. He'll help you if you get him down. Like, absolutely. Uh, and then, like, it yeah. makes sense. It's not like a stretch. But, oh, team up with a black dragon. Like, no, dude. Like, absolutely. That works. Like, free this thing. And you've got <laughs> a sweet black dragon NPC for a while. <laughs> One thing that I wrote in my notes was the witch quest. The reward is just XP. There's nothing else you get. Right. Ju it's just XP. Like, that. I guess that's enough. Which is weird because how in game, what is the in world season <laughs> you're going on it you know uh and that's yeah. something that i i wanted to bring up earlier but then forgot but right I, that was kind of i like it because i do like experience being a reward for, for quests but also i need to have you know there's no such thing as experience points in the world or i would say so. this is really plugged into like classic dnd bx dnd oh rule for sets. sure like yeah, but yeah, what is she telling you? Is she saying do this for me and I will give you one thousand experience points? No, <laughs> yeah, like, I guess that's true. Like no, they, even then there should be an in-world yeah. thing for it. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. I guess the experience is worth. Uh, you know, that's the memories you make. That's the real XP, right? The memories you make along the way. Yeah, I don't, I, I, and like I don't know the language. It's kind of casual. It's not quite folksy, you know. But it's able to like throw in some movie quotes without me cringing. <laughs> you yeah, know and I mean? also it's like it, it, this dude loves to give advice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yes. like oh try this, it'll be sweet. You know, yeah. that's the that's the impression I but get. From it's I feel like that's a hard it. trick to pull off is being like that level of casual kind of like hey I'm just yeah. talking to you from through this book without it being like hey kids. Let's go on a sweet adventure, you know, like totally embarrassing stuff. And it does not hit that. It's like, I don't know how this tone works, but it works. <laughs> I think it's this, the tone is set by the art, by the setting, by yeah. the text. 
I think it's very confident. I, yeah. I'm just like I'm going where you're taking yeah, me. You it's know, ex- it's extremely confident. Yeah, I like this the subtitle, the little like dialogue from each each character. We would be honored if you would join us. You know? Yeah, all the NPCs have a little quote. It's great. <laughs> what Perfect. do you reckon this is? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that's far enough. I would I would totally join up with the rival adventuring party. They look awesome. They look awesome. <laughs> and even if yeah. like I know it's their labels are more like their roles and not their names, but I'm going to use those as names, Slayer, Archer, and Assassin. Like, (laughs) it's like the three coolest NPCs they've ever met. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, in general, uh, there's so much to pick apart here. I love the art for the Pixies. Yeah. Pixies in general are great. The art for the Pixies is fantastic. Right. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite here. I think the dryad art is also Dryads. really good. I, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the hourglass of skulls that really uh, spoke to me. Oh, with this each skull dropping down. Yeah, it's like a sa- it's, it's like a grain of sand, and the hourglass is uh, a human skull. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, some of yeah, some of it reminds me of uh, Giger a little bit. Yeah, There's a little bit of sure. Giger here. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard not to see it. Absolutely. Um, I love all the different types of sapions. That's the robots. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. That's the robots. And yeah, great variety. There, uh, There's a page here. It's 24 where it, it says random, random encounters inside the Sapion structure. And yeah. then in, 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 in between two sets of triple, triple exclamation points, do not neglect random encounters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. All right. I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. I can show you. you know what? No, I'm looking through it. That, that was the other thing that wasn't a home run for me. The hex crawl at the beginning, I thought was like fine, but it wasn't until we got to the, the actual dungeon where I was like, okay, okay. I, I feel like we didn't need that hex crawl. It, I do like that. It has two different places for you to start from. Yeah. I don't, totally under I, I don't think it's served as well as it could be since it essentially doesn't matter but i do like when they do that where you start from this hex or that hex yeah i agree it probably wasn't necessary there is stuff there you know there's the marvelous ice cascade there's some and yeah the, there's like the, 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 the one-armed turn. npc which really introduces like some of the motifs we right. see later the bionic right right implants. oh and you can run you're almost certainly going to run into a junkie which are yeah. those junk junk robots i love the junkies that's that junkies, junkies would be yeah. in ever on every turn <laughs> yeah you know, they're really good every turn yeah I, I i see what you mean it does introduce some of like the the motifs effectively but for me it's like a long haul to get there like each hex you can get through one or two a day that's a long yeah. journey and it's just it, but, i don't so know what? it wasn't popping for me as much let me, as, okay let me ask you a question if you ran this would you just start it at the structure or would you actually have a legit travel journey there i think i might like point crawl it you know i'd like pick out my favorite bits and like shorten the travel times yeah. a little bit yeah yeah i i don't know that i would shorten it but i would point crawl it as well well like the amount uh, of loot you get you're getting like coils and coils of gold well, that's another question i had yeah let's say okay so there are people here who have caches of treasure that yeah. they keep at like the top of the structure you're telling me you're 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 going back to this thing multiple times, right. surviving it, creating vaults yes. of your stuff, and then just like that's that's where you keep your stuff. You know, I, I it's I find that hard to believe with how dangerous it is. That's right. I, yeah, I, I I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I feel like this is a multiple trip kind of dungeon, but also 
it's it's hard to justify that when it takes you a week to get there and back, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. I could see West March is doing this just because you could have multiple expeditions. Yeah. That you could, tr- you know, share information. You could have like a an, an adventuring company, basically. Sure, yeah. And it would work. It would, and I think it would totally be worth it. And I think it'd be fun and interesting. Right. I would, and, I would and at this level, this. level four through seven, it's probably expected you've got a, you know, a... a a posse of followers that can haul your loot back, I guess, maybe. Oh, yeah, but you're also, it's so heavy, like, you're going to get one quail's worth, and then what are you going to do with it? You're going to go back down the structure? I don't know. Or are you going to throw it? Maybe you'll throw it out the window. <laughs> I guess, yeah, <laughs> hand wave it. Just we throw this out the window. Whistle for your, you know, NPCs outside to go pick it up and put it on a mule or something. Also, even just one trip into, like, the first floor, I would just leave after that. I'd have enough money. Because it's worth <laughs> it's, it. You know. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's everywhere. All right, I don't have anything else to say about it. This thing rules. Yep, this is great. Date of expiration by Graphite Prime. Uh, hopefully we'll do some more in the future. Yep. Quite a, quite interesting. I, I feel like it's not that well known. Yeah, I don't see it discussed on, like, the on... on you know, message boards or Reddit or anything very much, but right, right. I think it deserves yeah. a lot more attention than what I've seen. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, all right. Well, this has been between two Karens. Thanks for listening. You can reach us at between two Karens at gmail.com or go to patreoncom slash between two Karens to become a patron. You don't get anything special for it, but you do get stickers eventually. Well, I guess that's special. That's, that's special. You get a little doodle too, a little drawing yeah. by yours. Yeah. Truly. You're saying that's not special. Yeah. I mean, wow. For some people, it's special. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for doing the music, Bobby McKelver. And thank you, Brad, for joining, even though you're sick. Yeah, I got, I got a little cold. Hope everyone enjoyed me breathing through my mouth and uh, sounded even more like Kermit the Frog here today. Yeah, yeah. I have to do so much dekermitizing and de mouth Yeah. Hi, ho. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Hey, wait, real quick, real quick. Uh-huh. My kid, my yep. kid watches Muppet Muppet Babies now. Okay. He goes from watching <laughs> Muppet Babies. He watches the 2012 Ninja Turtles, which okay. is brutal, to watching Muppet Babies. That's his range. Was has there been and like a reboot of Muppet Babies, or are we going back to like '89 no, or whatever? That this was is on? the CGI Muppet Babies. I didn't on know that was something. Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, and they go on multiple quests and they like imagine stuff or whatever. Okay. But every Every, t- every time I walk in and watch that and I'm not paying attention and I just hear Kermit talking, I kind of hear you a little Great. bit. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Definitely feeling good about that. A <laughs> little bit. Uh, all right. Well, at least you don't have a... I was going to say a pig for a wife, but that's a weird... I don't know. I, I was going to make fun of Miss Miss Piggy. I just don't like Miss Piggy. What are you saying about my I wife? I don't... No, it's Miss Piggy is just such a selfish, I- entitled vacuous person ah come on there's a lot of little dudes out there that want like a big scary lady to be mean to them and that's like the relationship dynamic you know oh like that works i I respect it we'll just end right there all right thanks everybody all right fly with the eagles uh swim with the dolphins um if you can dream it you can you can do it believe and uh magic is real see you next time uh snorgy dorgies bye bye okay (laughs) snorgy dorgies (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 